Yo, what's up, beautiful people? Today, we talk about the real estate. The World Economic Forum. Uh, surprise, surprise. And Greta Thunberg. We haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been some time. It's been some time. Yeah, we love it. Well, we're grateful to have you. And it all starts now. Innovation is in our veins. Soon the whole world will know our names. Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign. We keep for the people you know us our way. Setting foundations is part of the dream. It doesn't matter if you're new to the game. Listen up now, because we all going to say... Elevate, 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 higher, elevate, 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 higher, we gon' rise up, we all gon' shine, work through adversity, stay on the grind, elevate, elevate, this is our time, elevate, elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh. Dalton. And we already got lights out. That's how oh, electrifying yeah. we are tonight, boys. We're knocking them out. What are you uh, gonna do? That friggin' light goes out every time. Every time. I forget you forget to charge <laughs> it every for time. For like a year, I yeah. think, man. <laughs> How long do you charge the light for? Uh, at least we usually get it to like the 45 minute mark most episodes, but uh, today it just went out. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, I guess you'll just be partially read this episode. Whatever. Yeah, there we go. Well, we're happy to have you. Thank you for joining us, and uh, you know, thank you for the subscriptions and following and all that and stuff. The listens, man, and the YouTube views now. Apparently, we learned before this. What the heck? Yeah, man. It's, uh, I mean, literally, yeah. It continues to not go unnoticed. We, yeah, we are actively checking everything, um, just to give us some sort of reassurance, <laughs> to fluff our feathers a little bit. Seriously, what's the funny part? Is like I don't know what's going on with the market, dude. But summertime, it just feels like all of us, literally all three of us, and don't forget, felt behind the buttons, pressing buttons today. Shadow Philip, but all three of us are incredibly busy. I find all of a sudden. Oh, I hate it. Like I love it. Yeah, but I hate it. It felt like all of a sudden we were just thrown into like everything. Seriously, yeah. Philip, who's running running show, uh, obviously run literally running the show. Yeah, and then secondly, running show at the restaurants he's at. And then, you Which know, just no joke in the summertime. No, especially, especially in this city. Yeah. Uh, and then you got you who's like popping real estate's popping for you. Nuts. Well, I don't know what's going on. And then friggin' all my friggin' clients are popping out of their woodwork too. And then I, you know, and then it's all, a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a great problem to have, but I'm losing my mind, dude. Me too. Four hours I, of sleep a night. I can't do it. I literally looked at my calendar for this week and there was just like things all over the place. While that's reassuring to know everything's booked in, I just hate it. I'm just like, when do I get a chance? Yeah, when do you breathe? Yeah, I know. Maybe it's like a double-edged sword. We had the long weekend. Yeah. One of the best long weekends I've had in a long time. It was so great. Good. I loved it. I had a great time. Did a lot of cool stuff. But then you got to do five days worth of work in four days. True. And it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I got wrecked. All, like, even like, yeah, my full-time My Tuesday job. sucked because it was like two days in one. How was your full-time work? Um, pretty good. Okay. Uh, the reason being is a lot of the clients are American. Oh, okay. So like clockwork, they like kept going on. Mm. So I kind of prepared for that on Friday, nice. which was good. But, um, here nothing could get done Monday. Right. And I was just like, you're like a waiting duck. And then the like Tsunami. avalanche on, tu- on Tuesday. Dang, dude. I know. Dude, I'm sorry, man. What that's can tough. you do? Seriously. Yeah, I was working all weekend, so that was fun because that's the service industry. It's every time everyone else is off, you're on. Yeah, baby. How was it? Uh, like, was this one of the bigger weekends so far? Made two four for restaurants. Oh yeah, we were busy. Yeah, we were busy. that's sick though. It's good for tips. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, here's a tip. I don't know. I don't. Don't eat don't. yellow snow. Don't eat yellow snow. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good tip. 
Awesome. Well, we're so happy to be here. And uh, we were talking before the show, and I really wanted to jump into it uh, just because I think it's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, is, you know, we're starting to see the, the market here soften real estate wise. Um, yeah. And I think this is a very, this is like saying that is very triggering to bad real estate agents because I think it will crack the uh, like core of their being. Yeah. Um, but noticing properties that have been on the market now for, you know, 50, 60 days. And I'm going, what? And then price changes upward. Yeah. And I'm going, you know, you were a snake. You priced a, a duplex at four ninety nine nine in the heart of, you know, downtown Dartmouth. Yeah. Of course you wanted it to go to a bidding war, but it, no one's going to buy it if it doesn't cash flow. And interest rates are on the increase. Mm-hmm. People are scared. Yep. Um, it's feeling very recessiony right now. Absolutely. So I get it. Um, I had a, a property closed today and I prayed last night that everything went through because this person paid the price of four months ago. Oh, it, she, the, the new owner yeah. said yes in March, mm-hmm. April, I guess it would be three months. ago. It was the beginning of March. Right. And we're almost to the end of May. And I was like, what if they got cold feet? Like all they have to lose is their deposit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd rather lose my deposit to rebuy a similar property for less. Like I would. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I need this to go through. Like, ah. Uh, and so just that fear, I was not fearful of that in March. Right. But the fact that I was scared of that yesterday just made me rethink. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, um, you know, for a lot of people, I guess to kind of clarify, like, yeah, you're not going to see, obviously you're not going to see prices crash by any stretch, but we're starting to see things not go for like insane. Yeah. Anyone, over anyone asking. going market crash, market crash, that is clickbait. Yeah. It's not a crash. Yeah. It's softening. It's re-leveling, you yeah. know. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, and I guess the best way for those who are, you know, into crypto, like it's those days where like ETH, you know, just goes through the roof and then, and then eventually just kind of like. Just goes flat for a long time. It's a plateau. And then kind of maybe drops a little bit. Uh, but then it spikes again. Like, we'll probably see something similar. Yeah. But I'm starting to see it, too. Like, um, as you said about the real estate agents at the top, real estate agents in the state have been ticking me off. And we talked about it earlier. Where I'm like, I'm not in the industry. And I can already tell who's inexperienced and who is experienced. Happened to, there's currently two houses in my neighborhood right now. Um, you know, essentially one is priced at four ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, and then the other went, went priced at five ninety nine. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, those seem relatively low, uh, for for what it is. Mm. It's odd, and um, and uh, and you could tell that they're just trying to inside a bidding war. Yeah, oh, sorry. Oh one, yeah. Sorry. One was three nine nine. My bad. The other was three nine nine. One was five fifty, and so you're like, oh, it's a little low for like this area. Yeah. So uh, clearly they're trying to inside a bidding war, and I was like, that's not going to happen with as you said, interest rates on the rise, um, things are popping in terms of like people are just trying to pull their money off the table. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a bidding war right now. Yeah, and then you see it happen. Like the house on the on the market for a week or week and a half, and then they, as I said, price change. And both the ones I looked at, like literally both price change between a hundred and hundred fifty thousand. I'm like, oh, so that's what you really wanted. Yeah, and that's what blew me away. I'm like, you you really thought this? You is had like, a conversation behind the scenes when we're gonna get five fifty if we yeah if we lower if we start bidding more exactly. And the thing that really bothered me was like. In these areas specifically, I'm like, you were. There's no way on God's green, even if the craziest bidding war happened, you weren't going to get 150 over asking. Yeah, no. that was not going to happen in any stretch of the imagination. When the property I was just talking about that I sold mm-hmm. between me and my realtor, we decided, and I mean, 
you you know mm-hmm. Peter very much he does not play those games and I agree those are not games that it's just it's dumb yeah um and he he agreed and we marketed it at what it was worth and we only got a couple offers mm-hmm. but that's all but that's that's right yeah that's normal mm-hmm. um and I just thought you know yeah maybe could you have put a uh, a home for you know a hundred grand less and hope that it goes for two hundred grand more. Yeah, maybe, but I'm glad actually that my real estate agent doesn't think that way. Mm-hmm. If your realtor's only selling tactic is to create a bidding war, you're spending the same commission on the agent. Go find one who knows how to do something worth your money. Yeah, yeah, because there are some realtors like Peter who just. They know at like the back of their hand, their, the expertise, the years in the industry, the knowledge of Halifax and Nova Scotia, it, it, it's worth the money. Yeah. It is to me. Mm-hmm. And there's some that I'm like, I would run away from that realtor. 100%, dude. When the pictures are like upside down on viewpoint, oh. you couldn't even rotate the picture. True. What? Yeah. No picture? That's what? what? That's what I'm saying. Or even like the ones that do annoy me a little bit too. Um, cause this is like, they, they have even, they've learned at least a little bit of polish, the ones around TikTok, uh, um, not, yeah. not calling out anyone individually, uh, but they're just like, a Canva. yeah, but yeah, they, they know how to run Canva. They know how yeah. to, you know, do some TikTok stuff. Yeah. Um, but their selling is just not, not there. They don't know, really know what they're doing and what's, I mean, that's why I'm looking forward to this market softens and probably drops a little bit. Um, like these real estate agents are going to get crushed. There are some young, I use young synonymously with new. Yeah. I, I shouldn't, but I am in this case. There are some new agents that I've been keeping my eyes on and just watching who are on TikTok mm. or at least make themselves known that really do actually look like they would be great agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that this actually lets them like trajectory. Yeah. You know, cool. yeah. Yeah. The real ones will do well. Yeah, yeah. I think they will. And now is the time like, um, uh, there was a quote today. I can't quite remember how it goes, but um, basically, uh, we're entering what you call a crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the housing market softening, and um, you know, the amount of money that's been printed in the last two years is more than that of history, basically, and yeah. um, all these things. During a crisis, um, more millionaires are made during crises than ever. Yeah. Um, so for the, you know, millennials or people who want to buy a home, this could be a great opportunity, mm-hmm. um, especially if you can get an investment property. Um, yeah, there, if you're set up to, you know, battle this storm, which will probably be unlike one we've seen, mm-hmm. you, you'll probably come out the other side really well. Yeah. I think you're also going to really be happy that you didn't try to extend yourself way beyond your means to be able to get something four months ago. Absolutely. I was talking to Hannah's uh, family the other night, her cousin and her partner about how they're looking maybe at a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, give it three to four months, dog. Everyone who thought they could afford, um, you know, that new Escalade or da, 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 da. I was like, you just wait. There'll be a bunch of 2022 used on the lot real soon. I promise. You think so? Well, I mean, What's the first thing you're going to let go of when you know can't pay bills? Are you going to mm-hmm. stop paying your rent or pay your car note? Well, I wouldn't stop paying my car note. Right, That's a good call. You know, right. Things are going to get wild. You know. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to. It's. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, but to, to say I'm not nervous, I, yeah, I am. Yeah, like definitely. It's, it's definitely a nerve thing. I think I'm prepared. I'm still nervous. Yeah, 
which is like, I kind of bummed me out because like, I was really excited about our guest last week. Um, and this is a conversation that we didn't get to record, but we'll probably get into it when they come back on. Absolutely. As we had a nice long conversation about food shortages around the world yes. and how they're preparing, what they're doing. Um, Apparently there's a sugar shortage now. Yep. That's yeah. a new thing, sugar shortage. Yeah, the baby formula. They're limiting the purchase of baby formula due to the hysteria from the states. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hysteria. That's what they're calling it. The panic buying. They call it hysteria. 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 Oh, right? you, oh, you pronounce it differently. Okay, that's why. What is it? I, I pronounce it hysteria. Oh, sorry. No, I don't it's, know. No, it's all good. Sorry. It's I thought, H Y, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about two different words no, for a second. No, no, so no, same like, word. Oh, okay, cool. Same word. Um, yeah. Um. It's it's nerve wracking, um, you know. To uh, I'm grateful that it's you know just me, Hannah, and like two cats that mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about. Shout the um, cats. You know that's relatively easy to look after. Mm -hmm. um, but if I if I had family and like multiple cars and a ton of debt, which I have been in those those shoes, I get it. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I've heard. What's helped me kind of get ready for this was hearing all the stories um, of people who came before me uh, during 2008. And oh, absolutely. How some of them got completely liquidated. So is that, uh, have you been comparing what we're about to go through to 2008 or the Great Depression? Um, I'm preparing only because I remember two th I felt 2008. Right. I'm getting myself ready for those feelings. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I was talking to my wife, like she's, you know, trying to help her understand as we're trying to set up strategies for purchasing here. Yeah. I know I'm trying to help her understand, like, babe, like we're, I told her, so I, that's what I said. I told her, like, we're going to see great depression levels of I think I've been comparing, I have been in my mind comparing what's about to happen to the great depression. hundred percent. There's no other, no other result I see happening. Yeah. Um, and we don't say that it's scary, you guys. And it's just a reality that we're facing based on kind of where our economy's gone and uh, all the shortages that are happening. And I mean, um, we printed like endless money. How mm -hmm. much? Two trillion dollars? I don't. I don't even want to know. It's in the trillions. I'm pretty sure over the last. That two sounds years, about right, though. Yeah. I think. Don't quote me. I'm sure someone will. Um, and they basically pumped that into companies mm -hmm. or anyone that could lobby the government effectively. Yeah. And uh, you know, you've seen the top three, four richest people in the world get insanely richer. Yeah. And the middle class only get poorer. Mm -hmm. it, it, like wake up mm -hmm. wake up you know it, they're not looking out for you none of this was looking out for you um you're about to get ran over and they're gonna spit on you on your way by mm -hmm. Dang, that's uh that's graphic it's what it's not gonna be nice yeah, yeah. there's no one looking out for you right now no every card is stacked against us and every government is lying like I, it's just that's the way it feels man 100 percent yeah, it's um, I'm like I'm. That's why I'm curious, like what the what a real estate crash or quote unquote what you want to call it yes, will look yeah. like, um, because like I do, I I don't again. E even if like as I said, I said it before, the worst crash happens. Like the worst thing you see is it goes back to 2020 levels of prices. Certainly, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, with time it's relative. There's a new normal. Yeah, you know exactly. It will not be 1900 pricing like that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not gonna. gonna it's not, it's, yeah, but yeah, like you're gonna what's gonna what leads to crashes, right? People who are over leveraged. Uh, interest rates go up they can't afford the interest rates and yeah. they gotta let go of their properties yeah um that's that's how cra crashes happen yeah because they're letting them go so quickly that they just need to get what they can to cover their debt exactly which is like yeah it's literally a race to the bottom 
Yep, it point. is a race to the bottom because then you've lowered the median home price in that neighborhood, and the next lowers it even more. Da 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 da, mm-hmm. and you've got a neighborhood that's ready to be bought up by Killam. Yeah, it's a reality. That's the worst case scenario: is that a bunch of single family homes get sold because they can't afford the payments because they're over leveraged, and a corporation buys them all. And and I think like some of the homes, at least here in Halifax, you know. Obviously, everything is a market of relativ- relativism. Uh, but here, you know, you got houses that were, you know, just two years ago, uh, 220000 now selling for five hundred. dollars Yep. Um, everything, like literally, I don't care. Every neighborhood I've gone into, um, wherever it was in 20, like each of them, everyone's doubled. Right. In relativism, relative where it was. Yeah. It's, uh, and like, can you imagine trying to over leverage yourself, trying to get that $800,000 house that really is only worth four hundred? That's tough. I don't know how that's been happening. Here's why I think this is the last ramble I'll go on. Yeah. This is why I think that real estate appraisals as part of the process of buying a home is a scam. Mm. How did all these homes get bought at this inflated value? And were they, so either two things were happening. They were appraising at the purchase price. They were appraising at the purchase price, which must be, you know, uh, uh, pulled out of thin air. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did it appraise at purchase price? Yeah, perfectly to the to the penny. Um, or uh, these people were getting their homes appraised less than what they paid and were making up the difference and are wildly over leveraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to give myself an idea of like I remember there was a house I was looking at uh, downtown Dartmouth. Okay, back in 2019, and beautiful home. Mm. Was uh, this the one on the water? No, no, no. This one was further up near Sullivan's Pond. Oh. And uh, it was a house where I met the builder, um, really nice guy, but it was a really crappy house. And he, he, this guy, it was a sweet situation for him. Like, he was a gangster move. But there's this house that just, like, was completely run down. Mm. And, like, literally, like, definitely hoarders lived there. It oh, was just, it, it was, was a bad. bad. It was a bad scenario. Yeah. So this guy went in. And uh, he's like, hey, I'll buy this off you. And uh, the guy just took $50,000 cash for the house. So he went and bulldozed the home, built a new one by himself. Um, Later took like over a year, year and a half to build it. And uh, just with him and his his buddies and did a really nice house. Um, The problem was he did it up too nice. Like everything was like he like imported materials from Italy that type of thing, right? And obviously 2019, we weren't seeing what we're seeing right now. No. So he had this house that he was trying to sell for 525. <gasps> too ahead of its time. Way too ahead of its time to the point where someone did buy it. Um, some from Someone from Toronto actually came in. There's like, we'll buy it. But the problem is the bank wasn't going to give them the mortgage on it. So they cover like an extra 30%. Yeah. Um, so the, I think they only, like the bank only is only covering a mortgage. They, they um, the what value. Oh uh, yeah, the value. Yeah, the bank valued the the, the property at like four twenty five, four hundred. Dang! So it was like, it was a big gap, and you know, obviously, person's drunk. Trump, they, 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 they got big pockets, right? Yeah. So they ended up covering it, but th- but then everything started swinging. Literally last summer, that person sold that place for eight hundred. <gasps> I was like, bro, you were just struggling to try and get this house, and now easily gone eight hundred. That's wow. I'm sure it's like closer to a mill now, but. What like what does that even mean? Like I don't know what I'm saying. Like it's like you're right. You're right. As you said, like a lot of people going in and trying to like you know, like the way the banks are valuing these houses, these appraisers, right? That doesn't help. Um, you know, when they appraised my house, I was like, 
you know, and they praised mine at like three sixty three, I think. Mm. I was like, how? Really? Like how? Yeah. It makes no sense. You know, the market makes no sense. And it's only gone up since that appraisal. Like I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay, I haven't done anything to it except for pave the freaking driveway. <laughs> like yeah. it's a weird time, man. Um, but uh, but with all good times, all good times gotta come to an end. Yeah, the drip always stops. It always does. And here we go. And uh, we got uh, probably the worst leader in our history um, leading the way on this one. And it's going to be fun to see how he navigates it. So You learn from the best. Yeah, true. Let's go. Oh, man. I wonder what it's like. Sh- to- Shout out sinus infections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the tough thing is uh, so we have uh, all three of us apparently um, got some type of cold uh, last week. Uh, and we're all still feeling the effects of it. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, here sniffling and stuff. Uh, that's why Dalton got cut off earlier uh, because I was trying not to, you know, puff into the <laughs> mic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shoot. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that was a great 21-minute intro segment. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, hey, we're here we talked about. Absolutely. Just doing the people's work, man. Yeah, speaking of the people. <laughs> so big week, big week for conferences. Uh, VCon was on. Gary V's uh, conference was on. Yeah, I think it's Bob. And I saw uh, Impulsive's uh, episode with Snoop Dogg. I there. know that was cool. That was a cool episode. Um, seeing all the things, I, I loved the opening act at VCon with the three, the two comedians that Gary V brought, who did all the impersonations. The TikTokers. Yeah, I was like, shout out them, especially the buddy who's from friggin' uh, Markham. Uh, is he? Yeah, he's from Markham. Uh, great to see a you know fellow Canadian, little Torontonian. Uh, he's funny. I like him more. The other one looks more like Gary yeah. Vee, but I like the one from Canada better. Yeah, he's hilarious, and he's like I don't. Know, I really enjoyed him. Uh, I love his TikToks. He's great. So shout out to him. Happy for him. That's really yeah. exciting that they got to do that. And shout out Gary V for just like being lighthearted and just like he loves leaning it. into it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I think it's cool. Uh, but the second conference we really want to get into, though. Um, the type it, you don't want to attend. <laughs> yeah, the one that you probably you don't want to attend unless you're, you know, I mean, you're super rich, uh, is the World Economic Forum had their convention. I wonder what that was like. Um, yeah, it's a good question, eh? It's a, apparently Davos is a beautiful city. Beautiful town. It's up I'm on a sure. mountain or something like that. Nice and secluded for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But this is the first time where um, journalists were covering it heavily mm. and not and i'm not talking about your cnn journalist fox no i'm talking about your independent journalists have been covering this like crazy yeah now they're on the ground and they're 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 risking a lot um as we'll see in some of the stuff we we, we brought up um so usually this this uh, conference happens every year and they bring all the richest people all the highest politicians around the world together to talk about economic policy for the world and um and they have all these ideas of how we can fix the world and how we're going to change the world. And uh, they really kind of come up from a, a stance of that they are going to change everything and everything they do is great. And, uh, uh, but yes, that's what kind of what's happening. And so you got Bill Gates who's there at the moment. And you also get your boy Klaus Schwab. Bill Gates is there. Yeah. Bill Gates is like one, like he was like one of if like you the have main not guys speakers. In the last two years that he's not to be trusted. This is your final warning. Yeah. 100%. Especially when it, uh, news came out today, um, that he actually funded, um, you know, the attack on Elon Musk, uh, in terms of like all the, uh, um, like smear. Yeah. The smear campaigns like against him, um, were, you know, um, uh, funded by Bill Gates that came out today. Um, wow. so the battle of billionaires, man, it's interesting. Uh, now that's a reality show I like to watch. 
but anyways, so it's like, so that's, that's kind of like all these world leaders there talking about things. And so we got some stuff, but like, we'll hit up, let's bring up, um, the first link here. So this is a, an American journalist named Jack Posobiec, um, who was detained out front of some type of mall in Davos, which will be right here. And, uh, just, we'll play this sucker and, uh, just listen to What's going on? Jack's at the picnic table with his boys. That's can you can play. You can press play, um, and uh, you know they got obviously cops all around them. Uh, a lot of these cops got machine guns, and they're you know it's about four or five of them all surrounding him, uh, detaining him. Excuse me, can I ask you why you're detaining this journalist? Can you put the phone away, please? Uh, can I ask you why you're detaining this journalist? I don't answer your question. Is it uh, not? Uh, we're not able to away. report here. Please put the Excuse phone me? away. Okay. Uh, can I ask you guys yeah, why you can, you're can you Yeah, can you um, please stop filming? Then we How, can talk. Uh, why do I need to stop filming? Because I ask you to. It's the per, it's my personal right because I don't like to be filmed. Okay. And it's a right in Switzerland. Um, if I don't want to but be filmed. But can I ask why he's being detained then? I won't point the camera at you then. Share not country laws. I would like to know why this journalist is being detained on public property. We're not, we're, what, what's detained? Uh, can you explain How come he's being surrounded right now? Is he uh -huh. allowed to leave the area? We're we're just um, making a normal police control uh, because you know it's WEF, Everything is, is very. Is there a reason sensitive. he specifically was targeted? Uh, there is a reason because we we have to have a reason to 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 uh, so control a, a what person. What was the reason? What was he doing? I don't have to tell you that. Why why you why are you asking me that? Uh, because this is, uh, you know, he's, uh, there's many journalists here and I want to yeah, know why know. he specifically is being detained. There, there is a reason, but uh, everything is clear now and um, we're about to leave in just a few seconds. Thank you. Okay. Look at that guy with the um, gun right there. Yeah. Eh? Could you please now, uh, can I ask you please to delete your... your and so like, like, just, that's a, that's an odd feeling. So that he's just outside like a food court mall there and he got detained by a bunch of police. Yeah, keep in mind, we'll have another clip up. Yeah. But they have a little patch on their arm. Yeah, they aren't exactly from Switzerland. Yeah, they're police officers likely from Switzerland. Yeah. But they have been asked to only work right now yeah. for the World Economic Forum. Yeah, they're not exactly publicly funded. Um, exactly. So yeah, there's, yeah. So, um, yeah, so like, it's an eerie feeling. And if you go to the, um, yeah, this one, ignore the kind of all the drama around, like kind of the, um, the framing of this video. <laughs> yeah, just look at the center. Yes, yeah, so look at the center. I couldn't find an actual clean version. They're why, yeah, I don't know why they did it like this. Yeah, uh, typical conservatives. But. All right, Jack. So you said that you've been sitting here for about an hour. You're surrounded by uh, what looks like Swiss police officers. What's going on? Some of the badges actually said World Economic Forum Police. Um, they said they're here for Davos for the WEF. So they came by once a couple hours ago, asked for our passports. We gave them, happy to, you know, hand it over. Didn't see anybody else being, you know, asked that question, but, you know, have nothing to hide. So they said, sure, here's our passports. Uh, then didn't say anything for about an hour. Then they came by again. Uh, as we were just sort of sitting here, then they came by, detained us with semi-automatic weapons. Did they give um, you a reason why they detained you? No reason whatsoever. Actually, there was another guy here with a beard who pointed his gun at me repeatedly while I was standing here. Um, I was trying to film him. He made me turn it off. 
he made he made a point of pointing his gun at me as much as he possibly could while standing here. Um, you know, didn't seem to have any problem with that whatsoever. Um, just pointing his gun at a journalist who was sitting on the side of the road. Have you seen any other journalists stopped and searched? As far as I can tell, we're the only ones who've been targeted, even though we've done nothing wrong. We've been completely compliant the entire time we were here. Uh, after, after that point, my entire team was taken behind these tables and frisked. Um, they were so they were stripped of all their belongings. They were frisked head to toe. I was frisked head to toe, detained. And just um, to reiterate as well, this is a public area. Anybody can film. It's a, it's a restaurant. <laughs> you know, it's just like a supermarket here, restaurant slash supermarket. Um, so I was frisked, um, you know, checked everything. Guy stuck his hand in the front of my pants, stuck his hand in the back of my pants. So, wow. What a fever dream. Get ready. Yeah. It's common. Um, but yeah, it's like the first time, as I was saying, like that really had some serious, like controversial coverage of the event. Um, or I shouldn't say controversial, but more uh, an opposing view covering the event, I should yeah. say. Um, as the WEF has now become less of a conspiracy theory over the past couple of years and more of a reality. Yeah. Um, people are starting to wake up and see what's going on and they have questions. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, everyone can wake up, um, and see it. What I think is even more interesting is they have had world economic forum police since 2009. Yeah. And they update the badge every year. Mm hmm. As we have a photo here, um, yeah, we kind of zoom in on that uh, that right shoulder there. Uh, that's that's their badge that we're talking Yikes. about. Yikes! Um, just kind of crazy. So it's uh, wow. Yeah, it's interesting. I've actually never heard of an event having its own police. I heard security officers. Yeah, I've heard well, of that. Yeah, you like hire a security company. Yeah, you but, know. But to claim yourself as actual police is really it's that's an, intri that's an intriguing vernacular. Yeah, and to just have guns like that. Yeah, that was weird. Because security guards here do not yeah. get guns. Yeah. Like, I've been to a lot Very of few maybe do. Like, you know, like, the security guards who handle money, they're allowed to have a weapon. Yeah. But I've never been to, like, the Nova Center, and there's just security guards with guns. Yeah. There's been cops with guns. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, semi-automatic weapons. Uh, with a pistol. <laughs> pistol, literally. Yeah. yeah you like, can't shoot the place up with a friggin' yeah. pistol. Yeah. And who are these men? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Why should I not believe that they don't have an agenda? Like, that's scary to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, right now, yeah, like, you know, this is an event where a lot of, like, you know, as you said, a lot of big speeches are happening, uh, but, well, where we're going to go, mm -hmm. what the plans are for the world. Um, different ideas are being pitched. We can go to the next one. Um, uh, actually, oh, yeah, sorry. This is actually a Klaus Schwab, uh, his kickoff of uh, the World Economic Forum. This is an interesting, uh, this is an interesting one. Go. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities, that we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. 
And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda. That's a powerful I, opening speech there. He scares me. Dude, it's, I don't like it. I, I hate his accent, man. Me too. Sorry that offends anyone. Yeah. yeah just uh, Listen to him talk with his little beady eyes, you'd be scared too. Yeah, true. But the thing I really wanted to talk, I uh, really wanted to go with that next video was mm, when they were talking yes. about, you know, this is something we can do in the future. This is what we're planning on. Yep. And we, this is Pfizer CEO Albert Bura explains Pfizer's new tech to dabble. Oh, I saw this. Ingestible pills. Yeah. See what he has yeah. to it is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sec- sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. Secret. Uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. Shout out it takes the tip. <laughs> well, the thing that like, cracked me up was uh, the first thing I thought about when they when I saw this technology that they're working on mm. was the uh, the five G conspiracy theorists. Yeah, they're all like and now they're I'm they're, sure they're running around in circles. Just yeah, like, they're, they're going like, to take off like the roadrunner. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa! Uh, I didn't know that uh, that technology was actually a real thing. When I hear someone say something like that, mm-hmm. it makes me believe. Not fully, but it encourages me to believe that vaccine mandates was a ploy to see how many people would comply with something medically. Mm. How widely adopted is a vaccine mandate? And pretty much the whole world was on board. Yeah, 80% at least. So I'm wondering, like, are all these little things tests to see how far they can push or control? Right. Yeah, that was like my my personal favorite was the term compliance here. Imagine the compliance. Like you know, what? Like, uh, okay, cool. Weird. If out of these videos, the him talking about compliance, mm-hmm. at a journalist eating his lunch in a public food court, being frisked at gunpoint, basically all of this means, um, you know your civil disobedience is soon going to become criminal. Right. It will become criminal. You know, they don't want you to have a voice against. They don't want you to expose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, uh, uh, the, the imagine the compliance, he says. So is that saying, like, who are you trying to get to comply? Yeah. Diabetics are always taking their medication. Why well, need to know? No diabetic would willingly skip their medication. You know, uh, someone who's who relies on a, a, a drug daily to survive is never forgetting. I, I promise. They're not forgetting willfully. So who is it for? There's only one demographic that comes to mind, and that is homeless slash drug addicts. We've condensed your methadone into a pill, and here you go. Because we know you need methadone every day for the rest of your life as an ex addict now we can track you now we can see your whereabouts we can attach this to a social credit system who's who do they need to comply with taking their medicine uh, that's a good question i'm trying i'm actually like legitimately trying to brainstorm this right now 
Um, trying to think because I can only think of of that. Right, Philip. Can you think of anything? Well, my whole thing is like there are so many types of medication that are you know for ADHD that are like brain altering for like anxiety that like numb you down. Yes, and make you like Absolutely. not think. Not all, so like complying and like oh yeah you shouldn't have your thinking today just do nothing oh. and it's just it's such a like oh so you think he maybe knows that but because it's true taking an adhd medication can make people uh, experience depression or anxiety or you know and there's other medications that do way worse things so you think he wants to make sure they've taken their daily dose of depression or not even depression, like antidepressants. Or like, oh, you should, or for anti-anxiety or anything right. that makes you, let's say, think less. Because ADHD right. depression is to reduce your, you know, thinking. Yes. Just to make you like. Quote, unquote, you know, normal. Normal. And then just if they're controlling the kind of oh, you're medication that you like need that. to take. In order to, you know, be normal in the world and then the controlling. Because a lot of people, you know, medication hits them differently. Some, yes. A lot of people say ADHD medica- medication doesn't work for them. Yeah. Depression or anxiety meds don't work for them. They yeah. hit differently because, you know, sometimes the way that the it's medication. It's all unique. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel like correct in some way. But That's true. then now they're ma- making sure that you're like, oh, you're going to be doing this medication for the rest of your life. You're going to be feeling what we describe as normal. And there may and be penalties should they not take them. Yikes. Yeah. I take mine back. That's what I was I was thinking around the same wavelength as you. I just couldn't put words. So to it's it. hard it's actually it's not compliance, it's control. Mm-hmm. Compliance is the nice term. Right. Even then that like words become like a swear word after the recent pandemic. But I know. Um it's uh, no, you're right. It's like either way, as you said, like it, yeah, it's about control, making sure people are taking their medications because these people know better than you. Well, he's the CEO of Pfizer. I ha- I actually would hate to know what he knows. I know, right? I'm curious what they got planned because, I mean, they, they love that stock price. Took a nice jump, you know. Did you see, off topic, there's an ETF now that follows Nancy Pelosi's moves. No, is yeah. there? Yep. I got to buy into that. Sucker. Yeah. Yo, we got to find out that. I know. That's what's up. ETF, really? I mean, I, I, mean, I can't believe that's legal. That's great. I love it. I'm good. Why should she... You know, well, off topic, but in this name of stock prices, yeah. these people all talk. Right. They have to talk. Yeah. Well, it's, it cracks me up. I guess I, I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit, but kind of, I go back to, you know, 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah, freaking Alex Jones popping off about these guys and we're all looking out for I cannot believe yelling. that there's something now that I believe that Alex Jones once said. Right. And it's that's shocking to me. Yeah, I had a friend compare me to Alex Jones, and I was like, "Don't ever say that to me again." Yeah, I was like, "I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You need to see what I'm talking about." Right? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's that almost that unbelievable. Um, and uh, but yeah, like I mean, he was yelling about this rant and raving, and there was another thing that happened. Um, I was watching uh, your mom's house podcast. Ah, uh, freaking love uh, Tom Segura and uh, Christina P. And um, they had Chris Hansen on for this episode, and. Hansen. Yeah, he's the guy who goes after catch. Is that catch a predator guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what an icon! So he was talking about obviously the little catches that he had, and um, I just remember obviously Alex Jones. I, I, I these do relate together. I'm just gonna try and get my thoughts together. Yeah, yeah. 
So Alex Jones popping off about the WEF for years. Everyone's like, myself included, like losing it. Um, and then there's other stuff that like Alex says. And I just hate the way he presents himself because like it's so easy. Because he needs an Adderall. Yeah, like, it's he like, needs some. Because it's so easy to just kind of cast him off. Because he was, I remember talking to him, he's like, you have these elites who are taking... <laughs> There's a video of him chasing someone down the street. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the type of man that he, like, he's, I'll come get you. Yeah. And he just bolts down the street. He's like, these elites, you got, they'll take fetal tissue of aborted babies and they inject it into themselves for more youth. And I was like, are you freaking nuts? He's nuts. And then that actually was true. I know. I Dave Nygaard. Dave I Nygaard is scary. Dude, when I heard the stuff he was doing, I was like, oh, this is exactly what Alex Jones was talking about. Is he Nygaard? Isn't like that clothing line Nygaard? Yes. Wow. Sears, Walmart, all the, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Wow. Yeah. Born in Winnipeg. Yeah. Canadian guy. Yeah. So he, you remember hearing what the World Economic Forum 10 years ago? No, I just like would watch clips. But he knew about it 10 years ago. Yeah, he's been following for a while. I have not heard a peep of it until within the last six months. Same. Uh, yeah, like I like, I came across the World Economic Forum initially like back in 2020. Uh, when mm. we all had a little more time on our hands sure yeah um but yeah like but then i was just like even then like i was just kind of see these alex jones clips where he just kind of like go on about these things right and you're just like uh that seems a little far-fetched um but then as things have kind of yeah. unfolding you're just like oh interesting um but yeah the dave nygaard stuff was like really odd to me um i couldn't believe what i heard when chris hansen was talking about him uh like he literally i guess i'll give a um, a bit of a warning as uh, so we're about to get a little graphic here. Um, but he would similar to other elites like Epstein um, would have, you know, young ladies um, and had have sex with them. Dave Nygaard. Yeah. Dave Nygaard. Would. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He, you know, very much underage girls. Um, yeah. And girls, not young ladies. Yeah. And I say sex as that's a very kind where he'd literally, he literally raped them um, to make sure he impregnated them. And then he would abort their baby. So that he can use the fetal tissue and inject it into him, because he thought that would make him younger. Wow! And like that's a fact that happened. Is he alive? Uh, actually, I have no idea. I think he. I think he passed. Which I hope. Me too. Or he. He might still be. I think he's just in jail. He's rotting somewhere. Something like that. Either it's not way. good enough. Either way, so yeah, he's just like stuff like that, right? Like people are gross. You know, uh, the, the world's jacked up, dude. Do you? This is such an. Uh, where are we going? But yeah, do you think someone like that's born that way? Or did life make him that? Um, I think when you start amassing money, as we talked about, you get bored and you start doing weird crap. You think he was like a mad scientist with too much money? Yeah, like it's just like you know, he just like to scary. Epstein's the same way, right? Like you know, you just, you know you'll never get. You feel like you'll never get caught. You can kind of do whatever you want. No one will speak on it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like especially the time period at which this happened when yeah. you could be a man and tell a woman to be quiet and mm -hmm. they listened. Right. Because they were so scared of what that would mean to speak up. Right. So I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's just that, like that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's the stuff I'm talking about because like Alex Jones go off about stuff like that and you start yelling about these things and you're just like and people are like shut up you like, goof. You're like literally, you're that's literally nuts. Like you're that's literally crazy. And then a Canadian billionaire was doing that. Yeah. And like it's like, and if he was doing it, who else is currently doing it? He must have had friends. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what they know. I always think about what the people around these crazy people know. Yeah, like Ghislaine Maxwell, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, 
she doesn't have to tell the truth just because you are on oath. That doesn't mean anything. If you can yeah. get away with lying, you get away with it. Yeah. I wonder what she knows. Yeah. It's, uh, well, that was the interesting thing why it goes back to the Chris Hansen interview. Mm. Uh, the reason why they can't found out all this stuff about Chris Nygaard, um, uh, was, uh, was apparently he had a, he had a videographer that would follow him around uh, for years. And the, these allegations were coming out against him. He was like, I want to help. And just released all the video footage that he had on him. And all the stuff started coming out. The stuff he was doing. He videotaped the stuff he would do? I don't know if he liked that specific stuff. Oh but like videotaped conversations that were alluding to these things. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So... Different topic. Yeah. As I was happy. Holy. Didn't mean to go there. Um, Holy. But it's good to talk about. Yeah. If you don't talk about it, it, it will get forgotten. Yeah. And that stuff cannot yeah. be forgotten. And it, fest- it festers, right? Yeah. No, um, no, no. And I, I also could have, you know, I'm sure there's maybe some details I was off on, but I know for a fact, 90% of the things I talked about were definitely true. Yeah. If you uh, want to pick apart the details when a man does something like that, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fact check. Fact check. You'll get more specific details, but that yeah. was that, that did happen. Uh I know I am right on that. So yikes! And from Canada, freaking guy. Wow, from the worst city ever. <laughs> Where's he from? Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> yikes! <laughs> Sorry, anyone is from Winnipeg. Yikes. Um, but yeah. So uh, from that to Greta Thunberg, I want to bring this up only because is that how you say her last name? Yeah, at least I don't know. I've never heard anyone say it. Oh, I don't care. That's that probably my fault. So I came across a TikTok of her. And uh, and she was apparently going off uh, about uh, climate change, as per usual. It's not the way you're thinking of. Uh, the reason why I'm going to show this is I'm, I want to show an example of I really want us to continue to do our due diligence of um, making sure we're doing the right things and make sure we're following up on things we're seeing online. <laughs> Freed from our handlers. Yeah. <laughs> that is the subtitle on this video. And uh, this is uh, apparently Greta Thunberg. Oh, my gosh. Going off. I was like, so when you watch that uh, as it is, you're just like, oh, did she flip? That was really odd. Oh, do you think someone had like, like the thumb on the fly's wing to make sure it was like doing what they wanted kind of deal? Yeah, I mean, it, like it's a video that's completely clipped. Uh, I don't really know. She's clearly at a rally of some sort, um, but like, it doesn't also change what she was saying. I was like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, and it really threw me off when I first watched it. And I was like, this just seems really off. Yeah. So I found this YouTube clip of the full scenario, and it started making a little more sense to me from the Guardian. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. You can shove your climate crisis. You can shove your climate crisis. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. Inside COP, they're just politicians and people in power pretending to take our future seriously, to pretending to take the present seriously of the people who are being affected already today by the climate crisis. Change is not going to come from inside there. That is not leadership. This is leadership. This is what leadership looks like. We say no more blah, blah, blah. No more exploitation of people and nature and the planet. No more exploitation. No more blah, blah, blah. 
Mama, whatever the fuck they're doing inside there. We're sick and tired of it, and we're gonna make the change, whether they like it or not. They have to keep on going for too long. We're not gonna let them get away anymore. I was like, so that's the context of the video. I still don't get it. Me either. Like, it's just like, she's still talking about, you know, you know, politicians not taking the climate crisis seriously, but I don't get the chant at the beginning still. I don't fully understand that. What do the comments say? Uh, good question. Are there many good comments? Yeah. You can tell she really just enjoys the power and attention she's getting. That's the first one. That's nice. Thank you, Paige. She's so genuine that she used the blah, blah on three speeches already. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, uh, someone needs to teach what irony is. Um, so clearly a lot of conservatives on here, um, yeah. or right wing people, should say. We definitely just live in the GTA game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all simulation, man. <gasps> Such a brave young man, an inspiration of the 15 people standing around him. Savage. I love the internet. We're here for it. Oh eh? my gosh. I still don't get it. Yeah. It, <laughs> there's no context. I don't get the, the chant. And then for her to immediately, uh, I, I don't get it. No. Because she had a good message. She was, she's well-spoken, good message, whatever. Yeah. I don't, who am I to judge? Yeah. But I just don't get it. That makes no sense. That's weird, dude. But, uh, I think, this is my interpretation, I think she's noting to the government's and their interpretation of, like, a climate crisis, like, oh, this is our climate crisis going on right now. Right. When it's not really what is... Oh, like, you can shove what you determine. Um, that is... Maybe that's all it could be. That's the only I, like, and that's us having to do gymnastics to get there. That's like, what the heck? It's it's just weird. I wonder if she, you, I wonder if it was edited to make her look silly though. Yeah, well, that's what you get with no context. Yeah, right? I think it, I think it was edited to make her look silly. I don't think it was edited to make her look silly. Silly though, it's the Guardian. It's a left wing publication. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well then I don't know. I just don't. Think I don't they realize what the frig yeah. they're doing. Anyway, <laughs> it's weird, man. Rest of gratis spinning I energy. Oh my gosh. I can't with these people, oh man. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's a good song. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was an interesting episode, man. Dude, there's so much stuff going on right now. And it's just like we even said, just so busy. But um, it, it makes it, I think, maybe even harder to be busy when there's so much stuff going. Like, I find, even though you. And I and Philip, we come here every Wednesday and we talk about these hard topics sometimes or like very real stuff. I, I don't like it, it. That's my life. Like I, I'm constantly reading, watching, like learning about this stuff. I wish I was ignorant. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss, man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, my life was very, very peaceful uh, the first half of 2020. Even with the, mine too. Even with the pandemic. I was like, I just didn't really care what was going on in the world. I was living my life. Me either. And then you have time, and you start reading into things. And you're just like, "Oh man, this world's jacked up, man." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, 2020 was it for me, man." It was uh, it was actually at the it was the height of the BLM uh, um, protests and riots. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was the height of that when I started like waking up to a lot of things that were going on. Yeah, I was like, "What the frig's happened, man? It's crazy." I know. Two years ago feels like a millennium ago. Yeah, the amount of stuff that has happened that has rocked multiple people's worlds to their core. And all of this has happened, and I'm not even 25. 
It's, it's, like, it's only gonna get, what the heck's what's 30 gonna be wait it only gets better yeah <laughs> like what is gonna happen wait till half to heaven's next on this week's episode oh yeah yeah um yeah yeah i think the coolest thing at least for us i think is really interesting um as you're talking is our just kind of learning and kind of being enlightened to what's going on in the world yeah it all happened while we were running the show like we've seen the development of ourselves yeah like the, the beginning we never talked about any of this no we never would touch on it because I didn't care. No. I had no idea. I was just here to talk about some marketing, some business, make some money, man. I know. It was so it was so pure. Yeah. Ah, God bless us. I know. Times, man. <laughs> I know. But I think there's more value in you know, this. For example, it, uh, I'm very much a person. I've had to train myself to become a person who sources information on my own to learn. Like, I, I have to want to learn. Yeah. Most people have to want to learn. So, if listening to our show at all provides any value i think that's good mm-hmm. um i would rely heavily on things like this to learn i can't just read yeah. 10 articles a day and absorb anything out of that exactly so um it's nice to have someone kind of do that back end work and then just give their opinions on it and talk about it mm-hmm. so for sure um and as well because like also um what helps me too is watching podcasts as well on these types of things um because they kind of do the same thing they do all the legwork for me uh, and I watch it, what they're saying. And then all the time, I'm like, it just forces me to like, you know, especially like watching podcasts that bring up the articles like we do. Yeah. Because um, it forced me to like go check the article myself. I'm like, okay, I actually, was their take on this scene? Was that accurate? Right. And that's what I hope this show does for people is like, I'm not here to expect you to take, to agree with my take. You probably take. shouldn't listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is us. We're it's your like, life. We're reading stuff. Yeah. We're just reading stuff. And it's perspective. I may read yeah. something and think that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's no big deal, but I—it's like you can't for, you can't force someone to like you because liking someone is in perception. Yeah, you have to live it yourself. You have to read it exactly. So and that's what we want you to do. Uh, and that's what we all—literally, the whole goal of the show is obviously to kind of let you know what's going on business-wise and how you can continue to grow your wealth. Um, but then the other side of it is what's a, what affects our wealth at times yeah government policies yeah all have these to live things. within the world absolutely it all affects it right that's why we touch on it is it's an, it is interesting to us don't get us wrong um but it will affect us at some point and we like to be the people at least trying to let you know before the tsunami hits uh how to prepare or really not how to prepare, but just be to be prepared be, yeah exactly and tell it and then we'll share what we're doing to be prepared ourselves so yeah yeah, yeah that, that's all we can do exactly oh Last tweet. I thought this was interesting based okay. on climate crisis I didn't stuff. click this one. Peter McKinnon, videographer out of Toronto. Mood. Love oh, him. I love this. This is good. All right. Are we, we're just going to open this up for debate for the homies, all right? There's no debate. He says on Twitter, question, why do cyclists think they're vehicles? It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. Yeah. I don't have the answer to it. So do you, do you treat them as a vehicle? That's freaking right. You want to be on the road. Okay. Absolutely. So you don't try to pass them. Oh yeah. Okay. How do you usually pass a cyclist? Oh, only I'll only pass them if they're in the bike lane. Okay. And sometimes they just veer a little too far out, so I have to. I don't want to hit them. Yeah. So I pass them. But if they're in front of me, then they're in front of me. Um. Likewise, if they're behind me, and I see you coming up beside me, I will make sure I ride the curb the whole way down the street. Right. Right. That's it. It's just kind of petty. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was one scenario. All right, Phil. Now we'll hit you first. What are your thoughts, uh, Mister I mean, Norway? I don't, I don't drive enough, and 
In Norway, it's a lot. Yes, depending on where you are, there's cyclist paths set up everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, that's so. like built for. Here, yeah. here it's frustrating because it's not. No, that's true. Matt Whitman tried, man. Try to get those bike lanes taken away. He said they're stupid. <laughs> Freaking Matt Whitman. Matt Whitman. Now he runs some Airbnb in Cape Breton, and he just sold it. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I love how you're tracking this guy's purchases. Uh, I really wish I couldn't. For some reason, he keeps showing up on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's wild. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you a cyclist hater? Partially. Um, only to the guy, people who just, they don't, I'm okay. Like, I, I still treat them as if they're a car. Like, I won't, like, I won't try to pass them if I'm in the same lane as them. Right. I'll still go the other lane and go around. Yeah. Because I've been a cyclist too, and I understand, like, that's spooky. Certainly. Um, It's just, like, the cyclists who just have the attitude that they just run the show. Oh, I know. And I'm like, bro, you don't. Like, yeah. chill out. I, had a, I literally had a guy who is, I uh, was coming down Octoloni. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Octoloni kind of stops, and you have to kind of, you know, uh, stops at, stops at Alderney, and you can cross over into kind of the Alderney the Plaza. Yeah. Landing there. And so this guy was in the right lane. I was trying to turn right, and he just took his bike as treated himself like a car and just parked right in the middle of the right lane and waited for the stop for the red light to go. And he was going to go through as a cyclist. And I was like, why would you do that? If you you see cars behind you trying to turn, like, I don't understand why you just kind of wait off to the side and then go through uh, once the light turned. Why did you have to kind of be right in the middle of the lane and just take up traffic? I don't get that. I know my whole, my biggest pet peeve is that the government says, Cars have to be a meter away from bikes. It's not bad. Me either. Then keep your ass a meter away from me. Oh, I see your time. Yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. But this is a select group of people. But yeah, you're right. It's yeah. a select group of people who are just so entitled. But entitlement isn't everything. Yeah. No, I do find that interesting, though, right? Is because uh, I get what you're saying now. Like, I'll always give them space I'm trying to pass. But they, if I'm they in a lane, get- they'll come right so nice and quick, touch your car and stuff. I'm like, oh, bro. I- if someone touched my car, I would freak out. I would call the cops. <laughs> what? Absolutely. You can't touch someone's property. <laughs> I would ruin their day. Oh. I would make sure of it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, good to know. Don't touch Dalton's car. I hate that because I, I can't avoid traffic. So right. at least don't touch my vehicle while you're screwing me over. <laughs> and that's the truth. I'm going to be a bitter old man. And that's the bottom line. Because <laughs> Dalton Parker said so. And that's the truth. And we'll leave it at that. So whatever it is you're doing, whether you be trying to bike to work. Or cover the World Economic Forum Conference. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Jack. Or or we're going to climate change activists. It's true. Let's go. You can shove it up your butt. <laughs> whatever it is you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. We're out. Peace. <laughs>